Evan. Hey, Beth. This is the part of the episode where we do an intro, and I have been trying for the past 20 minutes to get you to do the intro for me, and you are refusing. So I am doing an intro. So this is the beginning of the episode. 20 minutes is generous. Beth, we've been here for hours. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I will tell you several intros that I thought of, and then I'll pick the best one later. Okay, would you like to know how you can become an elite Yelp user? Uh, Yeah, that sounds not not compelling. That sounds not not compelling? I don't hate it. (laughs) You don't hate it. Okay, so if you want to become an elite Yelp reviewer or part of the elite Yelp squad, you can nominate yourself to become an elite Yelper. And then somebody can like check and see if you're really elite enough. And then you can get in. And then you can like level up. So first you start as just elite. And then you can become elite gold. And then if you're elite for 10 years, you can become elite black. And then that's the top Yelper. Uh, let's let's be fair. Ten years is too long. <laughs> who's on? Who's doing that? So let's think about selfie. If Joan became elite in 2014, she would still not be at the top level. And we all know Joan is pretty elite. But she didn't start just in 2014. Oh, okay. When do you think Joan started on Yelp? As soon as Yelp came into existence, she is a lady. So I'm gonna look up when did Yelp start. Who started. knows what she likes? Oh, Yelp started in 2004. So Joan could have been already elite black level. One of the few, one of the actual elite few who's been who'd been around since the uh, the the burgeoning <laughs> toddler years of Yelp. Okay, you know what we're supposed to be doing in this yes. intro is telling people that we're a podcast about selfie. Yeah, see, this is my plan is to be so bad at this intro that you never make me do it again. So how am I doing? Very bad? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, podcast. Uh, she's Beth. I'm Evan. We're hosting it. Uh, it's called Selfie Valuation. It is about um, a sitcom that aired in the year of our Lord 2014. It's our John Cho and Karen Gillan. It was the anchor in ABC's Tuesday comedy lineup and as such sank. Uh, only lasted 13 episodes we're here to cover or rather do a little bit of a deep dive and commentary on the third episode of the show which we did last week yeah so if you haven't listened to that one you might want to jump back so that you have some context for this so last week it was a recap of a little yelp for my friends this week we're doing the commentary that's it now you know what you need to know please keep listening we are going to play our theme song now. Hey, listen to me talk about selfie. Cancel by BC in 2014. Evaluating selfie. We're still hoping for season two. So what are we going to start with? Why, why are you asking me that like you don't have anything planned for this episode? Yes, I just didn't want to like overshadow you with all of my thoughts, so I wanted to let you start. Well, so a big portion of that episode of Selfie that we saw is all about reviews. And it made me think because I used to work for um, a home renovation company, 
And when it comes to businesses like that, they live and die based on their reviews. They want to be very highly reviewed. So I was just wondering, how ethical do you think it is these little like incentives that companies or businesses will give their customers to leave them reviews? Hmm. Like what kind of incentives? Well, for my podcast, Scooby Dudes, <laughs> the only thing we offer our listeners is that we'll read the review on the air. Okay. I mean, that's an incentive, but it's not like... It's not like a reward. Yeah, it's not like monetary or anything. I feel like knowing that somebody's going to read your review, like you're probably not going to leave a negative review, you know? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't personally, (laughs) maybe I should say. So at my business, I think what we would do is we would give them, I don't think it was explicitly money off of their job, Mm -hmm. but I do think that we would like, I think we would send them like Starbucks gift cards or something. So, like, literally paying for a good review. Yes. I mean, that's kind of like the Yelp events I was talking about last week. Are you serious? Like, they give you, I mean, they give you free stuff, and then they just, like, they're not saying, like, you have to review us to get this, but it's more like, we gave you all this stuff, wouldn't it be nice if you also gave us a good review? So, let's try to try to bring this back to the sitcom, try to bring this back to Selfie. Okay. Say that Eliza and... Henry, both need to get reviews from people. Because they need to, like, up their number that they got from their coworker. Yes. Oh, or are you saying this is, like, a new situation? Uh, no, I like what I like the direction you're, okay. you're taking things. This is very good. We're going to run with it. Okay, okay, good. Okay, so it is sort of them needing to get a better review. Because it starts off the episode with Eliza getting a zero from Joan. So she's kind of spending the whole episode trying to improve her score. My my first idea is a little bit of, high, it's like a kind of tropey, maybe for like a high school or college or something. But it's like, if you give me a good review, you're like an unattractive man or like socially, socially inept. So I will go to an outing or event with you and make it look like we are in a relationship. And that is how I will uh, get you to score me highly. Like a can't buy me love kind of situation? I don't know what that is. That's okay. <laughs> I can't remember the whole situation of that. This guy like gets a bu- it's hits like a high schooler. He gets a bunch of money and he like pays this girl to pretend to be his girlfriend. But then of course she like actually falls in love with him even though he's like dorky and whatever. Anyway, um, so wait, what what would the reviews be in your situation? Well, weren't you weren't you like making this a callback to the actual episode itself? Yeah, I don't understand where there was how. like a review system. There was the... Like the closeness factor? The Channing, Dewarch, Dewan, yeah. Channing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So that's like their score. A 10 would be like really good. So I was saying that that's how she gets a winning... That's how she gets a 10 from maybe one of her coworkers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So not Joan, somebody else. Somebody else, correct. Okay, like Freddie. Well, no, because she's already kind of dating Freddie. Um, okay. Also, Freddie so is like not Charlie unattractive or, yeah. or socially inept. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, like, Charlie, Henry's assistant, Charlie. Like, oh, that would work on him. okay, yeah. Yeah. So, in, yeah, in your situation, you would have to get, like, numbers from everyone in the office, and they take, like, an average of that, and that's your score of your, like, closeness with everybody? Because this was just sort of like a one-off thing. I do think that it would like, be average, yeah. Hmm. And whoever has higher numbers is just, like, a friendlier office presence. But you can't be close with everybody. Like, you can't be a nine with everyone. In a meeting that I may or not have been in today for a company that I may or may not work for, <laughs> there 
introducing a system by which I don't know. Am I allowed to talk about this? It's not me. It's someone else. Where okay. we like congratulate our coworkers for things they've done that sort of line up with the company ethos. Okay. Which I think and is that person s- can similar get, like, to reviews. A yeah, peer reviews, I guess. Apparently, at random, three complimenters and three complimentees oh. will, will receive rewards, which I think is interesting. Uh, pretty cool. I also think yeah. that people will not do it, and then the rewards will turn out to be very lucrative, and then everybody will do it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I I had something like that at a school I worked at, where like if somebody did a good job, you could like give them a kudo and then they would pick you and you'd get like a Wegmans gift card, which is a big deal in Rochester. But anyway. How did it take this long for you to bring up Wegmans? That's a great question. <laughs> I've just been waiting for it to come up naturally. And that was it. I won't say anything else about Wegmans though. I will. Wegmans, right not that great. <sighs> Sorry. You don't realize that actually we have more listeners in Rochester than any other city. Can I... Can I create maybe a little bit of like a marketing campaign, a little bit of a slogan? You know, that is what Henry does. He's an ad man, you know, in that universe. Uh, Wegmans, just a grocery store. Wow. Okay. Wow. Hot take. Okay. (sighs) Yeah, you've been to Wegmans. Yes, I have. I've seen it with mine own eyes. Have you eaten a meal in a Wegmans? Why would I eat a meal in a grocery store? That's. See, that's where you're going wrong. You got to try it. The buffet, so good. Eating it in the store. Yeah. They have like a little cafe area. Oh my goodness. You got to go to like one of the fancy Wegmans. Maybe you wouldn't appreciate it. Maybe if you, you just put the lost word on you. fancy in front of it, that makes it, that makes it a deviation from the norm. You realize that. No, okay. All Wegmans are good. <laughs> Wegmans are extra good. Anyway... I don't know if you noticed, but Rochester Twitter was not happy that you're not as enthusiastic about Rochester. As Wait, me? Yeah, you. What are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind. Wait, did you put me on blast? A little bit. <laughs> Rochester. Our signature dish has the word garbage in it. <laughs> you're really playing with fire here, my friend. Rochester will come for you. They will. Rochester. Anyway. <laughs> The mustard city. <laughs> no, not true. Never has been. I just want to squash that rumor started by Brooklyn Nine-Nine out of ignorance. It's the flower city. Anyway, I feel like I've talked about Rochester too much yet again. I feel like I've talked about Rochester too much. That's more than <laughs> I ever want to talk about Rochester. Anyway, I don't remember what we were talking about. So yeah. if Eliza's sort of oh, maybe... Yeah, yeah, yeah using deceit to acquire her reviews, I'm thinking that Henry goes about it in a more old-fashioned way. Like campaigning, like going door-to-door. That's what I picture Henry Is that what you're envisioning? Is that that a good way to uh, make friends and influence people? I feel like that's kind of what he did with Larry. He was just like, hmm, I'm going to like make some small talk, you know, pat him on the back, and then that's how I'm going to like cement our friendship. Although I guess Larry already thought they were a nine, so should have started somewhere he did already think they were friends that's correct yeah i don't know henry just seems like he would be like you know door to door make an individual connection with everybody because that's what he's all about like that in-person connection i don't know if you have another thing to talk about but i do okay go oh yeah 
Are you sure? Yeah, go. Okay. <laughs> I can. I, you're dying. You, there's something that you so desperately want to discuss, and I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want to silence you. I don't want to speak over you. I want to give you the chance to, uh, to to speak. I was gonna say your truth, but you know, just say what you want to say. I'm good. I, I I got something for later. Really? It's still, it's still uh percolating. So part of part of these little um commentary episodes is is we we observe something that's taking place in the episode, mm-hmm. and then we sort of look ahead at, to think what was maybe introduced that we would like to see more of or what what can we see or what did it make us realize that we wanted to see more of had mm-hmm. Selfie continued on past its very short 13 episodes. Yeah. So what I thought of was the fact that Larry believes that he and Henry are very good friends. Mm-hmm. Henry doesn't seem like a person who has many friends, good or otherwise. Yes. There was Ethan in the first episode, who never shows up again. No. And there's Larry. And, I, and mm-hmm. obviously Eliza. Henry and mm-hmm. Eliza have an a- approximated a friendship with one another. Yeah. That's what I want to see more of. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason that Henry doesn't have any close friends when we open up on the show? Or does mm-hmm. he have close friends that we don't know about? Yes. Yeah. This is, Yeah, I sort of was thinking something along the similar lines is like when... Henry has Larry in his house. He's like super, super uncomfortable with anyone being like in his space, which makes you think like Henry, yeah, does not really have friends, does not invite people into his life really. And I wondered if this episode could have kind of in combination with episode two with him like seeing his ex-girlfriend and being like, oh, everyone else is married and having kids and I'm alone. Like, he was starting to sort of think about his solitary lifestyle. And then he has this guy kind of, like, force himself into his life. And this guy also is, like, going through, like, a distress about his marriage. You know, and so, like, him getting Larry and Nancy back together, like, I feel like there was space for him to be like, oh, that's nice, like, their relationship. Do you know what I mean? Larry and Nancy's relationship. Just for him to see something there that was like, oh, hmm. I thought that you were sort of heading in the direction where Henry doesn't realize he has close friends. He does not like Larry very much. Mm -hmm. For some reason, Larry's great. Larry's a bit much. (laughs) I thought you were sort of like coming to a place where Henry sort of enters into like an I love you man situation. Have you seen that film? No. Jason Segel and Paul Rudd. Saying their names won't have made me see the movie. Do you know who these two people are? Yes, I know who those people are. I have not seen the movie. <laughs> well, okay. So basically the premise is that Paul Rudd is getting married to Rashida Jones. Okay. And she's asking how many groomsmen are going to be on your side. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that he has no friends. Okay. Or no male okay. friends, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. he sort of goes on this quest to make male friends. And he meets I Jason Segel. Uh, etc etc um so but he's like very purposeful about it he sort of makes it a mission of his mm-hmm. so i was thinking is that what henry does how does henry oh. go about making close friends hmm yeah because he is very like goal oriented and things like that so he'd have to like have it in his head like i need friends and i'm gonna go get some friends you know but i feel like what it's working out to is more just like larry's been sort of dropped on him so he didn't really have a say in it which maybe is part of the problem, like why it's not really working out. Yeah, I'm just, I get, it feels a little almost paradoxical to me because mm-hmm. Henry is trying to teach Eliza how to have strong, meaningful connections with others. Mm-hmm. 
And Henry, just based on his interactions with Larry in this episode, is someone who is friendly and engaging and can connect with people quickly. Yet, Henry, it, do- it doesn't seem like Henry has... We've said the word friend so many times, but, you know, like like <laughs> a cohort. I, I don't know how else to phrase it. Yeah. Best that's, buds. That's a really excellent point. Yeah. So he's kind of like set himself up as like a relationship expert. But when you actually like get any insight into his life, seems like the only thing he's really good at is being alone and working and knowing a lot about people. Correct. He doesn't necessarily know people. Wow. Man. So I guess like... It, this is pretty early on in the show to kind of expose that, I feel like. Do you mean in our show or do you mean in <laughs> Selfie? I mean in Selfie, I guess. You know what I mean? Like you would sort of expect that like we would see Henry as the expert for longer than we did. When really it's only the first episode where he can kind of remain like he's in control and he knows things. And then like right episode two and onward, you're just like, oh, Henry's a bit of a mess. Yeah. He really is. Hmm. Poor Henry. Now, I know that whatever you have in mind is just going to blow out of the water <laughs> the discussions that we've been having. Everything's going to pale in comparison to what you're about to bring up. And I am waiting with the most baited of breaths. So, Eliza can't dance. <laughs> Which is interesting because she like parties all the time. Well, she I feel dance. like she dancing, can't follow the choreography. Dancing in a club is. It does not require choreography. <laughs> Beth, you've been in many a club. Yeah, you know that's not true. <laughs> Beth, you've been uh, in a club. Okay, here's something. This is kind of looking ahead also. Is there any point in like future not realized episodes where Eliza and Joan do become friends? Or is this just like a ship that has sailed? It's hard for... And, and I think about this within the context of like a lot of shows, actually, more in retrospect, that it's hard to introduce close friends because it inevitably results in an expansion of the cast. Hmm. It's, it's why on a show like Friends, whenever they date someone who isn't like one of them, it's not like a, like a Ross Rachel situation, that person eventually needs to not date them anymore. Because if they're around, like, full-time, and I'm putting, like, quotes around that, they become, like, an actual fixture, and then it's like, oh, now we have to spread screen time between seven players instead of six players. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, who marries Phoebe, notwithstanding. I don't you, know that you much know about Friends. that Paul Rudd marries Phoebe. <laughs> sure. Yep. I tried to get into Friends, but, like, recently, and it just felt, like, very dated. Uh, it but, like, it ages nice really way. poorly, actually. Yeah. So I watched, like, a bit of the beginning, and then I skipped to the end. So that I would feel like I got like the gist. So that when people talk about it, I'd be like, hmm, yeah, I get it. It's kind of like reading the end of a book. You're just like, okay, now I know. It's just, it's just basically I'm saying it's tough. It's tough to give people yeah. close friends or significant others who aren't a part of the main cast. Mm-hmm. But I, with Selfie, it's something that I want to do because the main cast isn't very large to begin with. Yeah, I mean, we've seen what they put out and really it ends up being like, Henry and Eliza are pretty big. Larry kind of pops in every once in a while. Charmonique is pretty strongly featured. Freddie. That's that's kind of it. Um, Sam Saperstein, Sam Saperstein, I guess. Yeah. But they do keep it pretty small, which I guess, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because you want to give the main characters enough focus. And yeah, I mean, if this was like five seasons down the road, maybe you'd see like more interesting things develop. So to sort of address your question, 
I think the logical friendship um, that sort of like coalesces is Eliza and Charmonique. Yeah, and you're already kind of seeing that in this, these first three episodes. So, yeah. I guess the only role that Joan would probably play in the future would be professional. So I think it would still be important that Eliza would like learn to work with her because I feel like Joan would wield power in like what Eliza ends up doing professionally. Here's an episode idea. Okay. Well, doesn't Henry suggest that Henry suggests in a way that Joan be Eliza's mentor in in this yeah. episode, right? Yeah, he said like she's important and she could help you. Yeah, with your job. So I think there's a potential future episode it, that could have uh, maybe not necessarily flowed out of this one, but it was seated in this one, maybe, that Joan thinks, oh, you know what? I think it's time that I acquired a mentee. Maybe mm-hmm. that mentee could be Eliza. And then all of a sudden, Henry realizes that he's more overprotective than he thought. Oh, yeah, because he'd be like, but I'm her mentor. Uh, Eliza comes yeah. back and she's like super pumped because she's all like, oh, I'm like learning from this like savvy, uh, no nonsense professional woman. And <laughs> uh, I, she's like so excited. She's like, look at all these things I've learned. And Henry's like miffed because she's mm-hmm. never really expressed that level of enthusiasm. And so he's all like, actually, you know, I would maybe go about it this way. And then <laughs> mm-hmm. Eliza is just like, whoa, Henry, a uh, way to talk down at me like uh chill with the patriarchy becomes like this whole thing and then henry's like eliza like i'll have you know i am a feminist and then becomes this whole thing so that's my i think that there's an episode there wow yeah that all sounds like very possible like i could totally see that thank you well done well done you have a gift yeah i guess okay so i'll take the henry and larry side i think a future episode could have been Larry and Nancy wanting to like double date with Henry or something like that, you know, because okay. Larry thinks they're like best friends. And maybe at this point, you know, Henry's not with anyone. So they're always trying to like set him up with like Nancy's friends or something like that. I feel like that could be the like progression of of this like Larry Henry dynamic. Because he was like when he was a bachelor for a couple minutes, he was all like, let's go out and be bachelors together. So I could see like when he and Nancy are back together being like, ah, oh, let's be like, you know, couples together. Yeah, let's let's try to matchmake. I love it in shows when people try to matchmake for one another. Mm-hmm. No one has ever really tried to matchmake for me, and I don't know why. Hmm. Um, I, I I talked to a friend about it actually, and she said it's because the risk is greatest for them. Oh, because if you don't like the person they try to matchmake you with, then they're like, it's like wh- you don't even know. Wow, uh, I'm just gonna pull a name out of a hat, Emily. <laughs> Yeah, that was a completely random name and not the name of a friend I spoke to. Uh, okay, yeah. I can't believe you thought Evan and I would get along. Or I can't believe you thought we were a good match for one another. You kind of burn, not burn both bridges, but like lightly singe them. Hmm. Well, okay, so maybe people have been trying to matchmake you, but they've been so low-key about it, you didn't know it was happening. <laughs> Sometimes it happens and I lose interest very quickly. Well, then it's a good thing that... They didn't go all out anyway. <laughs> so there you go. There's a possible episode. So I contributed something to this episode. <laughs> and you know what? That's what every partnership is, a 70-30 split. <laughs> I do the editing, which is a lot of work. 
Like, for example, I'll have to remove this long pause where you're just nodding your head, not saying anything. That's work I have to do. <laughs> I'm so surprised that this works. Whenever I do this to Luke, uh, the co-host of my other podcast, he will feel the dead air like his life depends on it. And with you, I actually thought to myself, Beth is also just gonna just gonna hit me back with that silent treatment. This is just gonna be a lot of silence, but you you filled it. <laughs> is there anything else that I want to say about this episode? I I thought a lot about Brian Husky. I still do in my day to day life. I just like <laughs> because I know, I know he has a role on Veep. Um, oh, I, which I haven't I, seen Veep. I also haven't seen it. Randall Park also has a, a role on Veep. So I'm just like some people aren't some people I don't think can necessarily like hold down like um c- like can be a main cast member like a primary mm-hmm. cast member. Mm-hmm. But I would love it if um Brian Husky could like land that secondary character slot like a recurring you know. Yeah, he's. I mean, this feels like it's a burn, but he's like a really good secondary character. But you could be secondary and still be in the cr- in the opening credits, right? Uh, maybe not. I guess if it was more like if it was more like an ensemble cast, you know, like an Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine sort of situation. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, I think Selfie could have eventually turned into like more of an ensemble cast, but I don't know. I don't know if it always would have been just more like the main two. There have been. I was looking at the IMDb page for mm-hmm. Selfie. And was surprised by some of the stuff on there. Like, yeah. um, Ron Funches was on one episode. I think Ron Funches is very funny. Who's uh, Ron Funches? He's a black comedian. He He's on another He's on another show. Hold on one sec. Like, he's like, he, I don't know about, I think headlining possibly a sitcom? <laughs> wow, this is, do I have to choose? IMDb is, this page is not very helpful. Did you know, trivia, he has one son. Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> now i know who you're talking about he has one son yep that guy you know why it's because for some reason i was on the mobile site i'm on my laptop every time i go on imdb it tries to make me log into an account and i can't even figure out why i would have an account uh he was on a tv show called highly gifted no i mean yes but not that one <laughs> trolls the beat goes on uh yep, yep. oh ron the one ron i know that <laughs> powerless he was he was one of the main cast members in powerless which was a show that took place in the dc universe about i don't know people who work in an office vanessa and hudgens and danny pudi were both on that show and nobody watched it yeah i feel like i remember seeing like a preview for that and then it was gone yeah also yeah um, yeah yeah that guy shoot he does a lot of voice work he was this is so i know he's been in so much stuff but i can First off, he was King Candy in Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. And he was, oh my gosh, he was a pirate in Dodgeball, the movie. Okay. And he was that guy in A Knight's Tale who beat up Chaucer a lot. A lot of deep cuts Oh, here, sorry, he was I'm in Firefly. <laughs> okay. And I didn't watch it. <sighs> anyway, Isaiah Mustafa was on one episode of Selfie. We're back to selfie now. Well, I mean, this podcast is about selfie, right? Yes. Always, Amber always. Rose was on an episode. How did that happen? You know who Amber Rose is. I should just be looking at these pictures too. Like she was involved with Kanye for like a for like a little bit for like a hot second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 
and selfie she's the one who uh, eliza has like um like an instagram rivalry with so she just shows up in like instagram videos and that's it those i guess those are all the notable people uh, <laughs> well, there's I was only 13 episodes so i was surprised uh and then obviously um what's her face julian vigman uh who i commented on at length yeah. when she showed up <laughs> for like a minute uh yeah i don't i don't really have anything else to say uh okay <laughs> oh i asked you this in the last episode and you didn't answer is yelp a thing in canada too yeah we have is it yelp like yelp canada? canada or is it all the same it's just i mean but we can't really review like american businesses really i mean it's it's more local right so like yeah so it doesn't just... need to be i'm sure there's a little you know what, i'm gonna look it up but i'm sure there's a tiny maple leaf somewhere in the logo it would be very easy to do yelp toronto toronto sorry it is yelp.ca there's okay. no tiny maple leaf it's just yelp hmm, sort of disappointing there's no maple leaf you should write a yelp review about yelp and comment you're only giving it two stars because you think there should be a maple leaf in the logo i don't think that's necessary i think it is <laughs> okay here's another question for you would you want to become a Yelp elite squad I don't member? I have that kind of time. And also, like, I'm pretty easy to please. I don't know. Maybe a lot of elite Yelpers are just, like, ha- like, like they go through life with, like, rose-tinted glasses and, like, everything's wonderful. But I just have very low standards. Hmm. I'm just like, oh. So all of your reviews would just be like, this met my expectations. They're like, 3.5. <laughs> like, the food was, I waited a long time for my food. But it was cheap, and the drinks were also cheap. 3.5 stars. That seems fair. Yeah, see, I feel like I would I would overthink it, and I would, like, craft a Yelp review like it was, like, my thesis paper, and it would take me, like, way longer than necessary. And then afterwards, I'd be like, what am I doing with my life? I think that's what would happen to me. So I'm just going to stay out of that game. Do you ever feel that way about this podcast? Like, do I overcraft it? I don't think so. We'll see. We'll see how I feel about it when we're in, like, episode 20. While you're editing, you never think to yourself, like, oh, this is my life now. I spread it out so I don't just, like, sit and edit it all at once. So then it's okay. Because by the time I get back to it, I'm like, oh, this is pretty funny. I enjoy it. I sometimes laugh while I'm editing it, which I feel like is a good sign. But that's because because you edit it at one times speed, which is to say the normal speed. How else would I edit it? I told you already, Luke edits it at like 1.5 times. Well, Luke must be more talented than I am. He does still laugh though, so I guess it's that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Hey Beth, do you remember that intro that you did for this episode? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. How it was like really long-winded and it was kind of you like beating around the bush because you didn't want to get into it. Yeah, I mean, if that's how you remember it. (laughs) How do you remember it? (laughs) I remember it as being very tight and uh, really good. No, I don't. <laughs> I My plan like, is to edit magic, it. You're gonna, you're gonna work. Is yeah, yeah. By the time you hear it again, you will be wowed by my editing. Anyway, what about my intro that I did? This outro is not going to be like that because I'm just going to tell you right now. You can go to <laughs> Selfie Val Pod on Twitter and tweet at us or follow us because that's. Uh, I don't know. That's what Twitter's for. Wow. Really selling it. Uh, you can also go to selfievaluation.tumblr.com and see that website. Yes. Ringing endorsement. Thank you. I deserve <laughs> that, though. Uh, you can also send us an email at selfievaluationpodcast 
at gmail.com. Everyone has a Gmail. You don't have a Gmail. I don't know. You go with the times, bud. I don't want to see any of this like simpatico. Actually, do you even have that in the States? Sympatico? No, I don't think so. That might have been just like a Canada only thing. I think it was like MSN affiliated. I still have an AOL account that I send all of my like business emails to. Not business emails, like the people doing business with me. I mean, like when I sign up for a mailing list, I send all of that to my AOL one. Why are you signing up for mailing lists? To get into sweepstakes, to try to win stuff anyway. (laughs) But then it's embarrassing because sometimes I'll be in like a store and they ask you for your email address and I have to say at AOL.com and I have like a little shame because it's literally my email address from when I was in fifth grade. Oh, is it just your name though? It is not. (laughs) But it's nothing like terribly embarrassing. No, I'm not going to say my email address. Boo. It's like my initials and my birthday, like a little more complicated. Anyway um don't send me an email send it to our gmail yeah okay so next week we will be doing the recap of one of my favorite episodes called a nugget of wisdom and we're gonna get to know charmonique's son who is literally the best so we have that to look forward to next week and that's it beth how can they find you how can they find me on the internet not actually don't give them your address. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can go to at Selfie Vale and then look at who our eight followers are and then find the one who's named Beth. And that's me. And if you go to ScoobyDudes.com, that's my other podcast. That's it. I, I don't have a personal anything. But if you go to at Scooby Dudes or at the Scooby Dudes. Yeah, that's the Twitter. Is yeah. Is it at the Scooby Dudes? Yep. You'll be talking to Evan. Because at Scooby Dudes was taken by some guy who's tweeting about his family and then stopped. So lame. You didn't even try to like bully him out of it? I don't know how to do that. That's cyber. That's like the definition (laughs) of cyberbullying. That's true. I don't want you to cyberbully. I mean, you could have just asked him to. Oh, I guess he'd have to like disable his account. Could he have just changed his name? You could petition. you You can petition Twitter to be like, oh, this person's not using their account anymore. And we tried to contact them. Like, we'll give it over to you. But at this point, all of our like 50, 60 plus episodes say at these Scooby Dudes. So if people listen to our old stuff, they'll go to the wrong Twitter. Yeah, and they'll just be inundating this random guy with all of their thoughts about your episodes and Scooby Doo related things. Uh, That is it. So yeah, next week, got a really good recap for you. Until then, thanks for listening. That's, yeah. Thanks for. (laughs) That's our tagline. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. I like to think that no other podcast ends with that. You're being sarcastic because everybody ends with that? Oh, I don't know. I, I actually don't think almost anyone does, right? I mean, no. it's too generic. I feel very thankful that anybody got to the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, okay. 